calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What on earth is this? A podcast on the wrong day. What are Mental. we doing? It's a little present. Yeah, a little special treat. It's extra work, so you should be grateful. Yeah. You <laughs> shut you up. Are. You're going to get your <laughs> normal podcast, so you're not allowed to even complain about the content of this one. Yeah. Uh, this is the Inside Spoiler Cast, because Inside came out on Xbox One and PC earlier this year. It did. And uh, Dan and I went mad. And yeah. talked about it. Like, I played it a little bit before release, and you played it just before as well, I think? Yeah, I think we played it the same weekend. And we both had this thing where we were like, is this one of the best game yeah. endings ever? Yeah. Is this okay? Then, yeah. Are you allowed to do this at the end, in a video game? Yeah. Okay. And then and then had that weird thing where you your brain turns in on itself and goes, maybe... Maybe we just so hyped it to ourselves, yeah. and then all the reviews came out. And we're like, "No, it's cool. It's you felt fucking validated. incredible." Um, and then it came out on PS4. After which you've played it, and then I joined the party and went insane, and have been researching <laughs> it at your desk in downtime for two weeks. I've, <laughs> no, I've... people singing "Happy Birthday." I don't know if you can hear that. Um, this soundproof room once again proves its power. Well, Cheering. that's great, isn't it? But yeah. none of them Cheery. have played inside. No. Uh, so yeah, let's just talk about Inside. Look, first, we'll do a recap because some people, uh, I don't know, people with no games consoles might just want to hear about the game Inside and don't care about having it spoiled. So it is about, and Alyssa, you've played it more recently yeah. than I have, so fill me in if I get anything wrong. But essentially, it's a left-to-right platformer in which you play a little boy in a red shirt getting, uh, well, sort of traveling through a varying landscape seemingly but mm -hmm. possibly not post-apocalyptic um in some sense and trying to run away from masked men yeah dogs uh then encountering stranger and stranger seeming biological experiments mm -hmm. including a little girl maby i don't know what it is underwater chasing you around and finally at the tail end of the game getting sucked into a giant blob, a moaning blob of limbs that then crashes out of its facility and lands on a beach, yep. at which point the game ends. 
It's grim multiplied by bleak to the power of that song, the hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> like that's that's the tone it's going it's very, for. It's pretty intense. And then, of course, there's the secret ending, which if you collect lots of hidden orbs throughout the game, uh, you enter a hidden portion of a bunker, uh, at which point you travel through a sort of tunnel system, ending up in what appears to be a control room where you pull a switch and the boy powers down Mm -hmm. in the same way that mind-controlled, what I call drones, but are just sort of people who zombie-like walk around under his or other people's control. Um, he powers down in the same way they do, which sort of recontextualizes a lot of the stuff that's happening in the game. That was amazing, Joe. That like that was an excellent extraordinarily summary. succinct. Yes, yeah. I'm very good. Yeah. And um, <laughs> well done. So inside, that is that's the structure of it. That's and those are the two major events: the blob, well, the boy, the blob, and the switch. Oh, I was I'd hoping say there those was going to the, be another B. Yeah. I was like, you were going for and a list of three button. Bs there. Oh, yeah, it's not a button. Is it not? Yeah. It's like an actual Well, lever. play dead, messed up. Fucked up. <laughs> you Finnish idiots. Are they Finnish? I don't even know. Danish. They are Finnish now. Yeah. Hey! Um, yeah, also, weirdly, the um, creative lead... Um, Dino Patti left the yeah. studio after this game. So yeah, it's his... he realised he'd put a lever in. It's his... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, guys, I've let um, us all down. This should be his... three years of work. It is Play Dead's Living. opus. Um, I think it's worth pointing out, like, it's also, apart from being intriguing, and we're going to get into mm-hmm. all the reasons it's intriguing, it's just a fantastic game. Like, absolutely. Absolute, like, if you don't want it spoiled, if you've come into this by accident somehow, like... This is well. You've had it spoiled. He's already been spoiled. But, it, it's worth, no, but you've it's not worth... spoiled anything on the game level, which no. is a fantastic puzzle platformer. And like, Mechanically, a, inc- yeah. and incredibly well visually designed. I was having this long conversation with Gav the other day, who was meant to be on this podcast, but he's lazy. Um, and uh, we were talking about how you all the puzzles are. Well, most of the puzzles are sufficiently complicated Mm. to make them satisfying to solve. Mm. But it does a really clever thing with the art direction where you always tend to know the elements of the puzzles that you need to use. Like it foregrounds everything you need and just lets you figure out the interactions between them. So you're never stuck going, I don't know what, it's not adventure game Monkey Island shit where you're just like, I don't know where to click. You always know the buttons and levers and it's things. the specific order yeah. and the elaboration because that's the thing. I don't feel like you do quite the same puzzle twice in the entire game. Every barring, time Barring the weird boxes that shoot themselves up with water. No, but even, those come up quite even a lot. those, they're used in different ways. So that's what yeah. Inside does. It teaches you different mechanics, which it then rehashes in different ways. But mm. it's so honed and heavily edited because it doesn't give you a repeat of the same idea it twists it in or new ways before it, and you know and it stops with that idea sometimes. until it you know stops becoming interesting it's very clever one of my favorite things is that the secret orb areas one of them has a mechanic that's never used at another time in the game where you get a torch and you have to like ward <gasps> off dogs with it yes and like they won't come near you if you have it that's never anywhere in the game yeah exactly. so it's just that's like if location. you want this orb work out how this bit works. Yeah. It's really clever. It's but that's, so, so but smart. But that's what I love about this game. I love the fact that I feel like games nowadays, we've become so obsessed with tutorials and game developers create these beginning sections to games where it's like, well, this is what this button does. And there's always like this kind of real educational process. Whereas Limbo, it throws you right in at the deep end. Like you literally hit the ground running. Mm. But at no point are you kind of lectured to. It, it really mm. subtly... Gives, you know there's only basically two buttons. The controls are very simple. But 
it teaches you the mechanics in that first opening section in the space of five minutes. Wait, did you mean to say Limbo? Or did you say, I thought you were making comparison between the two games. That's hilarious. I'm getting them completely mixed up, which is, you know, they are very interchangeable in some ways, but they are also very distinct games. I think Inside is a far superior game to Limbo. Like, I never actually liked Limbo very much. I thought the latter section of that game was really poor and did away with the concept that made it so fantastic at the start. That immersive, like, light puzzling stuff that is really like scary yeah. they're just like oh and at the end there's like some block puzzles see you later yeah. uh, that I just a lot shit. of those ideas have been carried over and elaborated on in Inside because you've got the mind control slugs have been elaborated on in Inside oh, yeah. and also the anti-gravity stuff is yes. a big part of the latter half of Limbo mm. and then you've got that in this game with the kind of the water sections mm-hmm. at the end so I feel like they've retained those elements and yes. actually yeah. can make more of we these could things. do better. Yeah, like in some ways, I mean, Limbo was a story ostensibly looking at the story of one boy and his sister. It's very much focused on characters, whereas I feel Inside pulls the focus outwards. And initially you think it's about the boy, you think it's about him running through this forest, and actually it's about the world that yeah. he's running through. And Absolutely. It, it's a much wider vision pulling you You could say the that the world's like the main character. Ooh, wanky wanky. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. And now, because Inside is opaque and infuriatingly scant on uh, sort of concrete detail. Dale is gone, don't worry. He's not watching you. <laughs> we, Dale's weirdly, because we're doing this audio only, yeah. Dale's put us in the dark. Yes. We've got about two lights on us, so it's a very We can't strange actually see atmosphere. into the sound box yeah. whether he's The reason there, I was checking it is I took a sip of water from my bottle and it started to do a slow... I- Wheezing. Oh. I was like, oh, God, he'll be <laughs> fuming about that. He still will. Sorry, He's editing it. You. That's, That's quite all right. Um, I interrupted myself to call out your awful behavior <laughs> and podcast etiquette. Control your bottle. Um, where was I? That's oh, yeah, it's opaque. It's, it's light on detail and, as such, completely invites interpretation, mm. yeah. which is what we're going to do. As, yeah, we are. as Alicia will prove, you will find <laughs> out there are... A lot of things to analyse about this game and a lot of ways to take them. hermeneutic shotgun go nuts. (laughs) That's a cool (laughs) phrase. Um, So I think the way we're going to do it, we're going to try and take it theory by theory. Mm -hmm. And we're going to try not to jump around too much. We're not going to get crazy with how we think through this stuff. So I think we're each going to try and drop a theory on the table and talk about it and then move on to the next theory. Because they are actually weirdly wide-ranging for how much stuff is going on. Yes. Yes. Um, And I think... Daniel, you should go first. Oh, my you, theory. You go with your theory. Oh, so the my game. theory, is, it's not as so much as theory about how to consolidate this literal events in the game as yeah. I think a lot of these interpretations are. Mine is very much from a allegorical, metaphorical yeah. stance on what the entire game is. So the game begins, you're in the forest, mm-hmm. and you're being chased by the secret police, and it's quite like limbo in that way. You're in the forest, and you think you're escaping, and then obviously what you end up doing is you're infiltrating a factory and a big section of that is trying to fit in. Mm. So you're a little boy and you're trying to fit in, you're trying to, you know that, that great sequence where yeah. you're, you fill in part of this kind of regimented line and you're moving in time you're and you're pretending, to be a drone. you're pretending to be a drone and you're trying yeah. to fit in, you're trying to look like everyone else and it's all about being uniform and losing all your identity and just being one of the kind of proletariat and mm. just doing that. And but obviously you're a little boy and you're kind of rebelling and you're kind of going against that. And then eventually 
the big surprise ending is for all your acts of bright rebellion, you kind of get subsumed into this big homogenous mass. So growing up is basically, you can try and rebel in your youthful years and try to be distinctive and have your own identity, but eventually you'll just be one like everyone else. And like the blob is the ultimate representation of that. We'll just suck you up and you'll lead the rest of your life just like everyone else. So what you're That's saying- big gross blob. So what you're saying is it's like a game sort of allegorical take on the career of you two. Yes. And started with independent I aspirations. I do feel like by tabling my interpretation first, I re reveal that I have a very low opinion of humanity. <laughs> well, you, that's not necessarily a low opinion of humanity so much well, as it's it is people mass. a bleak mm. idea of what yeah. like being a part of a crowd it's is. it's like little boy. Yeah, it's just because early on you think you are like you, you're free because mm. yeah. you're in the woods and there's actually it's not very dense with other characters and it's actually probably the most kind of picturesque part of the game absolutely yeah that bit apart the, from the like beach at the end the bridge I with guess, the river when you stop so about anything else like the, the freedom of childhood yeah like the... I, I think with all these like you want to with any interpretation you look at all the coordinates and you go I can take these coordinates mm. and I can consolidate them to support this interpretation you can bring in more and more stuff to support that reading, but I think when you do that, you start to compromise its integrity. Yeah. You can talk about, like, he meets a girl, and you can go off on a tangent about what that might mean because it's the middle part of mm -hmm. the game and he's growing up, he's mm -hmm. at adolescence. And, he's run and what, there's a lot of fluids. I'm going to do it now. He's running away from the girl. She, the girl will kill him, cooties. And yeah. then, eventually, when, she, when the girl finally embraces him, he gets. He goes on to do greater things than he could ever have imagined, i.e. not drowning <laughs> underwater. <laughs> well, I've always said, you need a good woman to stop you from drowning. Exactly. Ah. Only a good woman. And that's a phrase, so that's obviously... That's, a, that's actually lungs. a Finnish um, proverb. Is it? It's oh. actually a Finnish I'm proverb. I'm really not yeah. sure if they're Finnish, by the way. <laughs> I they might are. Have just, they, they are. are. They are. Fantastic. Good. Um, so well. th that is like the, the kind of really kind of abstract allegorical interpretation no, allow like me to it. attempt to compromise it or challenge no, you go it. for it what if that is if the idea is you are inexorably drawn into the blob of being a non-individual then what does the very ending mean what is, Means what is the blob? Is I insane. think it's like an acceptance <laughs> yes. I think it's a sad acceptance of this is what your life has become um, but it I gets out and it ends on what appears to be a happy note. Like that, but is, I, that's but a ray that, of but I think it is an acceptance of your situation. Like a lot okay. of people choose a life of quiet desperation mm -hmm. and are quite oh. happy with it. Yeah. Like I think in um, George Orwell's Wells, this is getting. Keep this wanky. is what it's for. But in Coming Up For Air, there's this line about terraced houses where all the workers live and they go off to the jobs every mm. single day. And he calls them something like individual suicide cages. <laughs> something like that. Wow. And it's yeah. like you could just be happy with the hand you've been dealt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you thought when you were younger you were going to achieve great things, but you know what? Accept the reality principle. Be happy. Go to the beach. Mm. I have to admit... Bask in the sun. When I was playing that whole section, I was like, there was a part of me that was like, oh, this boy is now this hideous groaning lump. Like I desperately wanted on that beach, basically, just to see like his little hand poke out and mm. his little, almost like an unzipping and him to like mm. step out and be like, ta-da. Yeah. But it was very much like, no, this is now what he's become. Yeah. That's why it's, beach, it's basically of... Malaga. <laughs> <laughs> it's just everyone, they're all eating chips and it's eggs. The, cost of the sound that it makes, yeah. that kind of... 
yeah. and just half expect a Spanish waiter to come up and they shout at him for not having the right what kind beers of beers you have? All the five beers, they're basically the same. Yeah. <laughs> Which one yeah. do you want? Foster's Estelle, it's the same thing. Just shut up and drink yeah. it. Yeah. And forget. Um, I think, so what am I like initial theories is almost the opposite of that I'm not gonna like it's not a fully fledged thing but I saw it as um, almost like the power of community so this kid's alone and struggling constantly and the only point at which he's actually empowered and not not able to be not running from anything yeah really is when he is the blob like it feels like a to me, that strike well, that struck me more as like the power of protest or something like as you know, we are stronger working together even when we are a groaning hideous lump. Mm. Um, mm. By the way, I f- I don't know if you find it do, like I find that blob really cute. What? Like I think it's genuine the way are it you, moves you, and the way I'm it like not, grabs yeah, stuff. Like I there's can, something can, very I endearing about this. it. Like the way that it kind of lifts things up yeah I think guys it, like Gav messaged me I think if you could smell it yeah. it's highly different but I think it is quite cute the I don't bit, I'm the not the bit where you, you fall off and squish that guy and all the limbs like snap oh, off yeah. is horrible how do you but, find that I thought you were going to say that was adorable no that's horrible okay but, no but like there's some there's something quite endearing about it do you, you not enjoy being no like do you know what you guys are those people aren't you that you find those hairless cats really cute oh, you know the ones that cats. look like mm, I'm yeah. not wild on them no okay but if they look if you get I mean, one feed it up and roll it about the place then uh, amazing. <laughs> 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 um yeah I quite like it um yeah, so which is a kind of oppositional thing. Like it's all if it, to me, it felt more aspirational. It was like here's the point at which he's finally in charge of something. So you see, essentially, the blob at the end, the giant meatball, as a power struggle, essentially, where the boy has won and suddenly has agency and authority. Barring, barring a bit of in, like a weird little detail that you saw, which which is I what I was we'll just going to bring we'll up. I think we'll get on to. Well, oh, I don't. We can bring it up now. Yeah. So. There's a diorama. So, so, that this, you so through, yeah. Right? So this is the thing. Like, what? There's a little hidden Easter egg that I totally wouldn't have seen unless there was a really eagle-eyed person on Reddit who pointed it out. That do you remember? There's a section where you, the first time you smash through the floor as the massive meatball, and you hit the ground, and glass shatters everywhere, and you're in this kind of model diorama, yeah. and then you kind of like carry on rolling. That diorama, if you look at it, is an exact replica of the beach where you eventually roll down the hill and come and land and that little pool even to the level that little pool of sunlight that you end up stopping in and relaxing on the beach that everyone thinks is a symbol of hope Mm. and kind of acceptance there is a little torch in the diorama that shines down at that exact spot so the suggestion is that the game being called inside, you never actually break out, you never actually break free. Even when you think you're outside, the boy is inside, he's under the control of the people who run the facility. Mm. It's yet another stage in the factory that you've carried on rolling into. So there's a real sense there of almost powerlessness, which is, I guess, where- So when you, what? So when you eventually break outside, mm-hmm. it's- You're still inside. It's something manufactured. Yeah. yeah. That's not actually outside. No, that's the suggestion. Truman Show, right, okay. because exactly, exactly like the Truman <laughs> um, Show. But there's a, there's like that kind of helps explain that weird section at the end where everyone appears to be helping you break out. Barring that, barring the bit where you're in front yeah. of the sort of weird tribunal of the people mm-hmm. in masks, like there there are workers who actively give you puzzle pieces to complete stuff. Do you think they're scared and like they know you're sentient, so they're trying to help you so you don't hurt them? But then. 
but then if this is a preordained thing, if you are, if the idea is that you are trapped and yeah. they want you to be there, maybe the idea is they're giving you the tools to break out into Another the enclosure that they want you to be in. What if being devil's advocate? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. devil advocate. What if that diorama is just a model of the factory of in this the nearby outside. location? Because like, a lot of fancy places I mean, do have in their lobby a kind of like, this is what the building looks like, yeah. or the new building will look like. But it is strange so that would, it's there. Yeah. No, so what I would say is absolutely, and I'd run with it for that fact if it wasn't for the ray of light. Like, they can absolutely replicate the water and the trees and the mountainside, but they have replicated that pool of light that shines like sunlight changes. You would never be able to make that exact shaft. It's also very like, if you if, if we're gonna get into like the geography of the place that you mm. are in, that diorama is extremely close to the enclosure where the, the blob is kept, as well as like the various other creepy science experiments mm. that they have going on in the background. Like yeah. the really, really tall, creepy alien looking woman in the background. Did you ever see her? What? There's one enclosure as you go past as the kid and as the blob um, where there's like this incredibly like tall, like alien looking woman in a, like a glass box. What? You, so I missed that. Can the blob see the diorama from where it is? No, no, you crash through the floor. It's not trying no. to influence yeah. it. No, no, no. So it's far enough okay. away that it's, it's there. But... Do, do you guys have a theory on what this experiment is? Like, what is the blob? Why have they made the blob? Well, so, okay, we can segue into um, Gav's theory, which he, which he told me about, and is a very, very popular one based on the secret ending, and it's something we've talked about as well, yeah. which is that um, on a base level, the kid is always under the control of the blob that the blob is some sort of psychic force that mm. has control over him. Because, um, well, firstly, him collapsing like a drone at the end appears to suggest that he's under control. The, and Gav pointed out, there's this weird thing where the kid, barring the um, white-masked people, the kid is never stopped by any human. Like, only they want him not to get in somewhere. The other workers don't care that he's there at any point. They never try and stop him. He can walk freely through any areas with them in, and they just ignore him. And he which, has which workers are you talking about? The workers at the end, like the scientists you... and people in that facility. Yeah, like only the guys in masks attempt to stop you during the game. Okay, which is odd. Um, and there's this sense that the blob. Which also is plugged into one of those mind control yeah, or several absolutely. of those mind you control have to helmets. Three of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the idea is that the kid is being inexorably led towards the blob the entire time to complete it or to help it escape. Um, so this uh, and this was Gab's like takeaway from it. He hadn't even played the secret ending, and that was his thing, which I thought was quite prescient. Um, yeah, mm, I don't yeah. know. I just it doesn't it doesn't make sense why they created a sentient blob made up of limbs and and what was it made from is it made from real people I think also it... well I think maybe the fallacy there is to think science knows what the ultimate discovery is and you, then you're working yes. backwards whereas a lot of science is more haphazard like and then a thing will happen like if something's weird is happening with this flesh that they've found or created or whatever mm. They're just running tests on it. They maybe don't know exactly what it does. So like they've created the brain control technology exactly. by working out, testing on it, testing on pigs. And then obviously we use it to control the humans. 
you know, maybe they're just going, what is this mm. that, stuff? So if we're take like, if we're taking the story to be a literal, like... Yeah, that's where we've gone. We've kind of let's departed. Try so I don't think this interpretation rules out what we were talking no, about. No, absolutely It not. actually can tie in with it, but we're going for, like, actually literally if, within the world. If we're going for, like, what is happening in this story? Yeah. So there appears to be a fascination of the human characters with mind control. Now... To me, it feels like, and this isn't watertight, but it feels to me like those masked people, like perhaps those masks stop mind control because they are characters who are clearly interested in using the drones for some reason. Huh. And they are wearing, and all of the ones who aren't controlled are wearing masks. Now, there are workers who don't wear masks and they're not mind controlled. So I'm not entirely sure what the deal is there. Mm. But there seems to be a preoccupation with the use of mind control in this world. So you find the uh, parasite things in the pigs yes. first, which appear to have some effect on their brains, yeah. which to me strikes as, but is never proven to be the fundamental basis for the mind control technology. It's like we have this weird it mind control thing. It started in animals. And, then yeah. we've, like, and we've harnessed it somehow. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure if that's true, but that's just how it, the, the kind the of- way the layout the, of the The game way you walk be. through that game and it introduces those elements in turn. Yeah. Um, so then you have mind control on individuals. Mm -hmm. And then to me, it appears to be like, if we go to the fundamental, like, you know, that weird bit of science where they're like, we stop using morals and we start trying to just complete a task for the sake of completing it. Have they performed some sort of hideous experiment that creates something more powerful on a psychic level that can, can utilize mind control in that way? And as such, has the blob? Have they been creating it? And as you say, they just—they don't know where it you ends up. It. You don't know so where it ends up. Yeah. I'm just going to look smoke because there's a film a couple of years ago which actually started off with a virus in pigs. Oh, really? Let me just—you keep on talking. It's always pigs. It's pesky pigs. Bloody pigs. Bloody pigs. Um, yeah. No. But so, to me, it's Max of the blob is an experiment that was created to magnify the effect of their mind control technology right. that they are working on. Almost like putting loads of different consciousnesses yeah. together. But in secret or not in secret, it gains the ability to control this kid to come to it and break out of the I mean, prison it has been put in or grown in. I mean, this is going to sound super, super wanky. Um, Everything will. This actually ties into one of the theories that I found on the internet but like that whole scene where you go up into this kind of dome like structure where it's floating inside the water there's something very kind of uterine about that mm. in that like it's got all these you rip away these kind of mind control there's almost like umbilical cords and then there's this kind of violent kind of Birth into the real world. Yeah. It's like ejection. Massively wanky, but there is like a massive thread on Reddit where people think that the whole game is a kind of allegory for conception and the beginning of life. And that the reason why it's called inside is because it's like inside, like like a pregnancy, the, the amniotic sac. Yeah. And like they they say that the whole mechanical facility that you kind of go along is a kind of metaphor for the sperm as it goes along the fallopian tubes. I mean, there is something then, about like, yeah, the kid, a, a male child crawls into mm -hmm. a big sphere. Yeah, and, and then big this sphere. big fleshy weird egg, yeah. egg like metaphor being the meatball. Like yeah. this, but like this is this is the thing with it. I don't think that's what it is at all. I think that's but, like, I don't think they're not 
unconsciously drawing on that imagery. They are yeah. like they know what they're doing in that sequence without a doubt. Like no, that's not by accident. No, and I think like again, it is perfectly possible for an author to put in more than one metaphor in one story. Like, it doesn't have to be, this is an allegory for this. Absolutely. It can be, this can represent so yeah. many different There's things. There's different themes a, and imagery. it's not a code. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that they have kept it so opaque yeah. smacks of, like, we don't want you to know, we want you to try to think what you think. And that's why we all have these ideas. Like, it is, it's such a nice blank text to kind of go into like you were saying is satisfying to take pieces and Mm. go yes this supports what I want and you go actually you can include that other stuff actually that's a Mm. theory that is best approached when you disavow other knowledge yeah and go "Ah, I'll leave that stuff out but that's why it is so rich Mm -hmm. and Mm. um, yeah I think that's the thing like they know with the animatic stuff because again I can pull that stuff in and it really supports my theory but again it can weaken your theory, so I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Do one of yours. What so you got? One of mine uh, is Alicia has actual pages actual of writing, pages of notes. Yeah. So one uh, that initially I kind of scoffed at, but the more I read about was that the whole game is a metaphor for cancer. So as you're going through each area, it represents the different stages of cancer. So you've got the beginning, the diagnosis phase, the kind of when you're in the woods and the forest and you're getting chased by the dogs. You're getting chased by the Classic. dogs. There's every dogs can sniff cancer <laughs> at very early stages. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. See, they, they thought this through. Um, I, I don't understand how the woods are a diagnosis phase. Well, so they say it's because it's. You it's just sort of said that. It's the, easy, <laughs> it's the it's the easiest kind of uh, more. This is not my theory, by the way. No, this that's is one fine, that I've absolutely. taken from. But from from what I understand, people think that it's the kind of easiest phase it's the one where you're kind of just creeping through the woods it's still very natural you're still very much yourself you've not had the mechanics of kind of medicine or anything put into you it's very pure but you're running from a but you're running from a thing The sense, like the sense, is that you're, yeah, you're, you're running from a reality. This would better get more nailed. Yeah, on. yeah, absolutely. No, don't get me wrong. This is why I scoffed at the beginning. Yeah. And then you start going through, and they think that the the people in white, they're the kind of. Is it the white blood cells that attack? Yes. Things? So they think that it's the white oh, blood sorry. cells. Oh, sorry. So you so are the cancer. basically you are the cancer. The little boy is the cancer right. going through the... Sorry, yeah, I should have made that clear. He's going through all the little areas and you suddenly realise that actually it's basically each level. So the boy is the bad guy. And I think some... In a, in a different sense, I have seen that... You know, when you first start, you think that you are running from something. And I remember when I first started playing the game, I felt so sorry for the little boy. And I used to, the way they've done his animations and his breathing Mm. and that bit where you kind of, you jump off a ledge and there's a car going past and you have to quickly hide underneath the ledge out Mm. of its vision. And he starts breathing really heavily. I didn't run straight on from that movement because the animations were so good. I just had him like sit there for a little while and like get his breath back. I was like, Lord of the Rings. Exactly. That's exactly the the thing that I thought as well when I was playing it. But like, so you feel really sorry for him. And then actually you realize he's breaking into something that flips the longer you, you play through the game. And suddenly your like perception of the boy changes. And some people think that actually the boy is evil. He does like, some pretty gross he, things. He, the bit that really got me is the bit where, you know, you're solving the, um, uh, the 19 puzzle where you've got to get yeah. enough bodies yeah. onto, the, onto that switch. And there's that one bit where the solution to a bit of that puzzle is just to push two guys in a cage 
off a giant ledge yeah. and smash them into the floor Absolutely. and like break their legs. I mean, more more brutal than that. Yeah. Really cancel early. Cancel does not give a shit. Cancel no, cancel. does not give a shit for cancel. human cancel. life or otherwise. If it could, cancel would push a cage with people off a ledge. kill you. I mean, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you jump straight. Uh, you well, jump the gun I'm, there. The gun. Let's not fuck about. We're dealing with cancer here, people. I want to nip it right in the bud. Cancer, cancer. Because otherwise, it gets away from you. It killed that little yellow chick right at the beginning of the farm. Do you remember when you like suck it, all the chicks all the, up through the vacuum oh, yeah. cleaner? And then there's one oh, little yeah. chick. <laughs> Every time I've played the game, there's in one little chick oh, yeah. dead. So it's clearly coded that one little innocent baby chick I died. I told you that I restarted that section because you know how they've done that amazing bit of animation where one of the chicks is lame? Yeah, um, slower than Like it's slower others. than the rest. And so I assumed that that one had to be the one that died. I replayed that entire section and like gamed it so that the lame one would actually make it with the rest and like just the one at the back that was not lame would get there. Still dies. Like it doesn't matter. Bruce. One of them has to die. But as we've said, cancer is unforgiving. Mm. So cancer is going through this game and... Each section, you kind of go further into the stages of treatment. So it becomes a lot more mechanical. It becomes a lot more dark. Like it's a lot more invasive. There's and that also, bit where there are big explosions on the horizon. Exactly. Like and so it goes through, <laughs> and basically each setting becomes more hostile in that it's your body trying to. So you know that bit where you like the explosion bit that you were saying. Mm. That's like radiation therapy, where you're just going like and blasting things back, and like, and eventually when you get to the very end of the game, that's you metastasize into a blob. Exactly, blob like a tumor of Mm -hmm. all these different bits all together. And and the beach is Switzerland. And the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody hell. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, that's 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 Reddit user X's theory which they went into much more detail on but there's you know i think as as much as we kind of it's a very i think it's a very western thing and that we're looking for really literal explanations oh absolutely different parts of the the, you know like there's a there's a film that came out i think it was in the 1960s called Rosherman, and it's kurosawa Yeah. yeah exactly and um in the West, we got really fixated with looking at the different characters, you know, explaining like what each character and trying to was, work out what the actual and, you know, story what was. What the actual thing was. Whereas it was, you know, more Eastern cultures, they looked at it and they were like, oh, well, it's an allegory for the Hiroshima bomb. And they looked at it with a massive, just, just an overview thing. This is thematically what it's linking with. They didn't try to find a reason what? for every single piece. And I feel like it's something that we're with, the, with these cancer metaphors with these conception metaphors we're trying to force a kind of well this is exactly what it is and I think what us three are saying is actually it's a lot more open than that mm. you know they, it has motifs and themes throughout it that play on certain themes but I don't think the game is necessarily saying anything in particular about one certain issue but that's the absolute beauty of it the beauty of it is that you can like any good piece of art form your own interpretation well that's it. the whole I mean to go back to Rashomon the entire point of that film on, on a literal level is that no one's interpretation of well, one thing is the same unreliable like, narrators yeah exactly um, so the movie that I was reminded of that I actually just thought about while we were in doing this podcast is a movie from 2013 called Upstream Colour oh the, um, the Shane it's Proof the prim- the, primer guy, right? the primer have you seen this not, movie I have not seen this movie I've heard it's you want to know difficult about this to movie? get through. I want to know about this I movie. I don't particularly like this movie. It's not a particularly enjoyable movie to watch, but it is an interesting movie. Mm. And what it is, is these people start 
um, behaving towards each other in very weird ways and their behavior becomes disrupted. And what you find out at the end of the movie, again, this is very bleak the way that it tells you this, is they are being controlled by a parasite with which they've contracted ah. from a pig. <laughs> and this parasite is making them behave in this way so the parasite can procreate. Hmm. So these two people <clears throat> become subsumed in the life cycle of a being that is much older than them. Hmm. So like their identity dissolves and they're at the behest of this organism that outlives them. Well, that's terrifying. So actually that would tie in very much to Inside, the yeah. fact that the, the individual's identity is exploded and he gets sucked up into this like life cycle that yeah. transcends an individual human yeah. life because this parasite in the movie lives for like thousands and thousands of years. Well, there's also the, the interest in if the implication that the parasites we see in Inside are in some way connected to the mind control technology, then is the control being mediated through the parasites like how alive are they in that mm. in that process mm. yeah like how like, much is it intended but it's them just being a parasite yeah or yeah, yeah how much is it just that the science the scientists discovered this because the only time we see the parasites is at the farm mm. like that's literally the one section of the game and then it's more the suggestion is almost that science learned from these parasites and yeah. then took that aspect and magnified it and blew it up into something else because actually think about it I've only just realised this the parasites appear to make things aggressive, not passive. Like yeah, that pig it, his, that goes pig crazy. Is, is like angry and becomes docile when you take the parasite out. I assume because it wants to bite you and pass it on. Oh, it could be that. So I wondered whether it was just like because then people no. people and animals affecting its aggression. No, I don't think it's trying to bite you because if it was, it would be animated like the dogs. When the dogs get at you, they bite you and tear right. you to pieces. What when that pig, pig when that pig kills you, it just butts, butts you. you, and then you fall on the ground, and then it just stands. And it has its way with it you. doesn't it doesn't uh. do anything. Oh, <laughs> um, but the interesting thing is that the most violent people in that game are the white masked people, not normal humans. So if it was an effect of aggression given by by the parasites perhaps the parasites got in the white mask people and it made mm. them evil mm. I don't know um, that's an unsketched idea <laughs> but um, I'm going to say my theory now do it do it um, so mine is like it's quite a well-worn thing in games that like to think beyond being about explosions and murder um, and which is the idea of control like the entirety of Inside appears to be about gradations of control and working out who controls who and questioning what that means and whether they're controlled by something else so Absolutely. parasites control the pig you control the drones um, the white mask people appear to control a legion of drones or even all people they appear to be an upper, upper class of some kind mm -hmm. um they're much more stately and well-dressed than everyone else in that game. Um, the blob might be controlling the boy. The boy... Uh, sorry. Um, the final reveal that that might be the diorama that is created, so the blob is under the control of other people. Um, all of these things. Everyone is being controlled by someone else, like up and up and up the scale yeah. constantly, um, to the point where you get to that kind of spec ops the liney thing of like... <laughs> Am I in control of the game or is the game in control of me? Do I have to stop playing for the game not to be controlling what I do because you're on a left to right plane? So you are ultimately everything you do in that game. Unless you turn back and do nothing, you are under under the control of the designers where they want you to be. They're the so I'm imagining a Russian doll shaped like the boy right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like everything in that game yeah. is so just was, a, a higher power, at the behest of a higher power. And it, to me, it feels like a meditation on... You know, like 
a kind of blank one necessarily, but a meditation on what it means to control something and whether you are, as the controller, not being controlled by something else. You're holding a controller, guys! Whoa! Mind oh. so, um, yeah. the secret ending play into that. Yes. Because yeah, that because is a rejection. It's so, well, kind of, actually, in fact, there is a sense of but you the, are turning off control. But then there's also the un- ultimate one-upsmanship is in to get this secret ending, we've controlled you enough to go back and go and to like really obscure bits to get all the orbs yeah. to unlock this ending yeah. so it's actually our final they've got you following little yellow yeah. strings constantly yeah no I mean that's that's my interpretation of the game as well when, mm. I, when I came away from it I think that it's essentially looking at the idea of player agency and choice which is a really interesting thing to look at in a side scrolling game where you're, the whole idea is that you keep going right until the game says stop and to then choose a side scroller to look at the notion of player choice mm. is really strange but like we are essentially responsible for this boy and his journey and then when you go through to the kind of unplugging it's that rejection of that but then weirdly even in that secret ending the game goes right back to the beginning so like as yeah. soon as you as soon as it fades to black you're then right back at the beginning again which is like a ah it's like this groundhog day of like you're stuck in this game and that was also limbo's thing is that the, so the beginning end. was the it's end. Like Finnegan's mm. Wake. Um, yeah, it's this sense of like, Run you can't sentence, actually yeah. finish. Yeah. Um, they but, seem con- consumed with the idea that like, what you're doing is essentially futile. But I think because in Inside, there's there's this real sense of an unseen force. And I think that unseen force is the player. I don't think it's the blob. So when you're, that that very final scene, for instance, when you, when you do the unplugging, there's this whole all those yellow cables that are running through the game, they all converge on this one chair that sat empty in the room next to the bit where he unplugs. And like, the thing is, is who sits in that chair? Whose chair is that? And mm. you you never find out. And I think that invisible force is meant to be you as the player surrounded by the screens. Like the, the idea of, there's an idea of watching and like omnipresence throughout the game. Mm. There's lots of VHS tapes that are scattered mm. everywhere. There's screens everywhere. And in that final room, they're, they all kind of come to a fore, but you obviously as a player, you can see everything. You go along on that journey. And then when you go and look through all the collectibles, I got really obsessed about this. This was the point, Joe, where like, I think you got worried about me. So, nah. I was just sat there at my desk with like my nose pressed against the glass. Sitting there going, but, it's bollocks, mate. It's fucking game. <laughs> you were like, get back to work. Yeah. I was like, this is work. Ian Pitport scratching. Yeah. But, Fucking hell. But each collectible has a kind of, I guess, like a really interesting quirk to it that suggests something that's there. As but, in each of the orbs. Yeah, sorry, yeah, each of the orbs. So so the very first one that you come across, it's next to a kind of campfire. And the campfire is extinguished, but it's smoking as if someone's just left. And it's like, who was that? Like, where have they just left? Where have they gone to? Then the next one uh, is obviously the bunker. And that's when you go into the little dark room, which has got all the pictures hanging up. They're all dripping as if they've just been hung and someone's just left. And one of the pictures, as you pointed out, which amazingly. is the point where I gasped, is um, a little barely there. You have to really squint to see it. But it's a picture of the blob that's just developing. So someone's taken... A photo and it's uh, you know and it's hanging there like getting uh, you know and, and there's, there's loads of that in every single collection. Apart, apart from anything else if you're linking back to 
the bunker has something to do with the wider picture of what's going on. Maybe it's a rebellion or, you know, like yeah. a rogue scientist or something, if you're going to be literal about it. The way, of, once you've got all the orbs, the only way of getting into the secret part of the bunker that gets mm -hmm. you to the secret ending is by playing a tune that's being played by a tape at one of the other orbs. Yeah. Um, so, like, <laughs> it gets really... They are all connected, so that's a yeah. clue to get into the bunker as Absolutely. if people are sending messages like some underground railroad type stuff. I think stuff. There, there is a real idea of resistance there, like this this idea of control of you are rebelling against this kind of homogenous going along the lines, that amazing sequence where they kind of jumped up and down and stuff. Like for you being specifically in a bunker, a place of kind of mm. hiding away and then to, but it is just this, you never see the members of the resistance. You never see the person who just lit the campfire. You never see the person who hung the pictures. So perhaps you the boy isn't being controlled the by chair. the blob. He's being controlled by the resistance. Well, no, I think the resistance is meant to be you. I think that the resistance is the idea of resisting. It's just, it's just an idea of self-awareness. I feel like in video games, a lot of people don't necessarily always take responsibility for their actions or the control that we have. As you pointed out, it is called a control. And I know that's a kind of glib little, mm. but it's true, you know, more so than any other medium. That's what I love about our industry. I love the fact that, you know, you go and watch a film, the action happens to you. It's kind of this popcorn drilling, you get lost in a story, but like you are the story in video games. Yeah. But I think people forget that. And this game really loudly reminds you of that fact and says, no, like, you have real power and agency here. But there, ha I mean, and there have been so many games that have done this. Like Metal Gear Solid does this. Um, like, as I said, Spec Ops The Line does this. There are lots of games that have a meditation on what you're doing as a player and how dare you, the moral outrage of being someone who chooses to play I a don't, game. I don't necessarily, um, no, I don't think this but, is to do with moral outrage. No, 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 but like, that's what I'm saying. I think Inside does it way more smartly. I think Inside's sort of blank look at this stuff, like this moralless here's a situation mm. in which everything is about control and ultimately you are at the top of that, is a way more interesting way of approaching Definitely. it. I think their take on that metaphor is, if that is indeed one, and I've taken it to be, so it is, death of the author, fuck you, <laughs> Dino Fatty. Um, like, that's, I think that's a really nice way of doing it, to just yeah. go, this is the reality, this is how everything works. Well, I guess that kind of ties in with what they're actually trying to convey in that message. Like, that is... Again, it's, it's another catchphrase. <laughs> Medium is the message because mm. that they're enacting what they're trying to say there. If you create a game where they basically you should feel this about the idea of control, mm -hmm. that's almost contradicting it because you're controlling us in another way. You're just making us, you know, bombarding you with what this is meant to be, isn't giving you the freedom to interpret yourself. Mm. Um, Absolutely, I think that's what's great about Inside. It always stops itself from going too far in, in everything. It stops itself from going too creepy. It stops itself from going too preachy. Does it stop in its itself message. from going too yeah. creepy? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it is it's, creepy it's as creepy. fuck. Oh no, it's, it's really creepy, but it's not like, it's a horror, I would say it's a horror game in some ways, but it's not a horror as in like, hookity boogity jump scare. Mm. It's like, uh, it's really subtle in so many ways. It's color palette is super subtle. Well, like, horror has a like, rich tradition of being a metaphorical genre. Yes. Like mm. a lot of the best horror films have that aspect to them. Mm. So yeah, I think it is that imagery. Um, but it's also like really bleak, kind of almost like Tarkovsky, like Soviet cinema, stuff like that as well. That it's just this mm. kind of bleak landscape as well. The, yeah. the greys and the... It feels very European. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like something made by 
uh, like an American team or a, yeah. or a British team. Yeah, it could do with a few more car chases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, a bit of a hel- like a helicopter What does this car sequence? chase mean? Um, it probably means, I don't know, getting an erection. <laughs> Even the section entirely about uh, explosions does not feature an actual explosion, no. which is bullshit. <laughs> I Play feel dead. cheated. Show me fire. <laughs> <laughs> the campfire was out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't we can't do fire. Uh, yeah. Out. Yeah. Fine. Smoke, I can do. It, we I do suppose. smoke. Yeah, we do smoke in that other bit. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Have you got any more theories? Theories. Is that all of them? No, those are the main ones. That I found that. Yeah. I thought a nice way to finish would be you've got a list of questions that are unanswered, and I think we go we read out a question. Yeah. One word answer each. Let's sort this out. Oh, I like this. No discussion. Okay. <clears throat> we've seen no other child drones in like in the sequence when we walk through they're mm. all adults but there's a theory that the boy is a drone yeah is he a drone yes technically you've broken your own rule why <laughs> technically oh sorry okay technically that's it <laughs> that's, that's one my word. one word really want to clarify this <laughs> yes yes you're allowed to clarify yeah. it. Okay. okay if they've got an interesting point no, you're allowed to clarify yeah, I, I don't yes okay okay <laughs> clarify oh no, no I'm fine okay what's your answer my mine is that he can't be a drone that he uh, is... uh, no then no just say no no okay no no <laughs> okay well, this can't be a one word answer what what is a drone um well, I, I believe it is a lower caste member of whatever society is here uh, that has been pushed into being mind controlled by parasite aided technology. Interesting. Creeper. Same. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it in one word answer. <laughs> yeah, actually, well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> okay, what is. You, you've got an answer as well. Oh, uh, I think that they are created. They are kind of mm. a previous experiment is, and like almost like cloning technology. We haven't discussed the entire section that features like mutilated people hanging upside down in anti gravity water stuff. Yeah. Like that's well, another that, science experiment that, that seems to be sitting there. That for blankly. me, it links into you know like you know that bit in the Matrix where like you know there's all these humans that are linked the up pods. to different cables in the pods. Like it looks the fact that they're really deformed, the fact that they're hooked up to this equipment, it just seems like they've always been trying to grow these kind of mm. and the fact that you're when, when like you're like failed experiments yeah and when you're running through the real world that little bit when you're on the road and you're at the farm like it is empty the only people that you see are the men in white coats that clearly belong to the facility there's almost a sense of like apocalyptic kind of an, an event that's happened where it, it feels like the population has kind of almost been wiped out or it's just like maybe it's a local thing where mm. they've built this facility there and yeah. they're just taking people nearby to experiment on we've them. also ignored the fact that you walk through an actual city like that appears to be a human dwelling mm. at one point that you're going through not mm. a science place like, and you, you do see normal citizens like you see a boy and his dad clearly who they're but they're like, white masked people so who knows what's going they on they weren't masked they were they yeah. were there do you remember when you were hiding inside the garage and a little boy comes in and they're almost it almost looks like he's holding his dad hand his, oh his yeah but they've hand. got masks on do they yeah oh. those are masked people Okay, I'm going to have to go back and look even closer. But then even so, maybe that's a suggestion of an epidemic, of like there's some sort of airborne toxic event 
The, oh, bringing Don DeLillo exactly, into it. Let's go. Bloody love Don DeLillo. <laughs> but um, yeah, like just this, this some kind of sense that maybe these these people are kind of like, I don't know, drones to be sent out into the real world to do stuff like farming while the rest of the population live underground where it's safe. And I don't know. I don't know. It's mental. But either way, I don't think that the boy is a drone and I don't think that the, the drone are like dead people. Right? Next question. Okay. And that was way more than one word. <laughs> what is the deal with that water? That water that defies gravity. Science. Hydraulics. <laughs> <laughs> Why does the boy die and then learn the ability to breathe? Cause. Um, <laughs> that can't be one word. Um, I. That's the weirdest bit of the game for me. Because it's that's even blanker than everything else that happens. Like, there's no real explanation for what's happening there. Whether he's being... Because I thought the game was going to end with the kid becoming one of the little girls. Mm. Especially when, yeah. like... And again, they might not be little girls. All your clothes come off in that thing. final sequence. You yeah. feels like you're about to... You're about to be subsumed into whatever those when, things are. When you look at the character models... They are absolutely identical, except one has flowing, lovely... Yeah, and, and that's it. It could just be a boy whose hair has grown out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. It's, it's, it's really weird. I don't know, like, whether it's... You know, I think what we're doing is we're tempted to see all the things in that facility as being part of the blob rather than just a oh, variety no. of different experiments. I absolutely yeah. think that it is not a facility so, dedicated to the blob. It's yeah, a facility yeah. so like, dedicated to some sort of body research. Yeah. And the, the, the project that like, we see is to do with the, the, the infested pigs and the blob, and yeah. they're maybe all connected. Whether she's just another experiment. Yeah. yeah. And, like you know, her, and, and she's just, and her, infec- <laughs> her. and her infection is being able to breathe underwater, and she passes that on mm. to you. That's I mean, interesting. Like you're you're exposed to her. Yeah, at that like point. one of I think this ties back to my theory of the water and, and stuff. But like I think that the the girl is just an entirely separate experiment that yeah. happened and it went wrong, and that's why the whole facility is flooded. Like that there was some kind mm. of past, and they just kind of went right. Let's just shut that off because she's a bit mental, and whenever we go near her, yeah. she just right. zips got, and tries yeah. to kill us. But like the, we, got, we got loads of funding from this from the national lottery. <laughs> we just, is this whole wing now useless? Because it's fine, it's fine, like, Bob. Did, just let's just move on. Because you B. steal that submarine from those white masked men. What are they doing? The submarine? What are they doing with the submarine? They're trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find it. Yeah, feeder, yeah. feeder. <laughs> yeah, just they have to have a fight. And one of them gets that chucked out. Like goldfish mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> So some of these questions we've already answered All right. going through. Skip them. Uh, why are the people being loaded into a truck at the beginning of the forest? It's the very first thing you see. The very first are weird they dead? thing. No, no. there are bo- there they're are standing carts up. with bodies in them. They're, but there's they're standing up people. So you, you're walking through a forest and you see those little pods that we do see later oh, on in the yeah. factory. But the first time you see them, they're lit up in among the trees. And then you see them later and they're like dead and open I and they're lying in the factory. The but then are next just, to those pods, people are being loaded into... Like if there is an trucks. outbreak or some kind of, you know, are they just segregating people, testing them? Well, maybe they are people being carted away to become drones. Mm. Yeah, if they but are. it was a suggestion. Are they real people being carted away to become drones or have they been growing people in those little pods in the forest mm. and then harvesting them and then putting Why them Why do we assume the scientists are evil? 
good question. Yeah, because we see them doing things. But that's like a normal trope. Si- it, it, it is a trope. Yeah. Like, we assume they're taking them away to do bad things to them. But maybe they're evacuating them, and that's why what we walk through is abandoned and appears apocalyptic. But if they're tested mm. and they're not, they haven't been infected by the virus, they're sent somewhere else. And then when you see scientists doing stuff, like an evil scientist and good scientist would look equally evil um, mm. performing a postmortem on a body. Yeah. Um, I d- maybe we were ascribing negative emotions to the scientists. Because you're right, it is a trope, and they do look scary. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it goes back to that thing of, like, who is truly evil? Is it the scientists or the boys? And are the scientists under the control of the white-masked people? Yeah, ah, mind blown. So next question is, why are there VHS tapes scattered around the game? I think it's just, like, it's the 90s. <laughs> yeah. It all takes place in the 90s. Cool. D- does Finland have DVDs yet? No, not yet. Maybe like not. inside in Finland comes on a VHS. <laughs> it's, it's a Spectrum game. <laughs> it's on a cassette. What are the mind control orbs and who made them? As in, like the the little ones that are in secret locations that go down into the bunker. Why like do you the say little, mind the little, control orbs? The little collectible. Okay, I was calling them the mind control orbs as like because they seem to be connected to the one gigantic mind control secret ending but like essentially I mean we don't really know what they are the little they're I almost call them the, little Sputniks the, the, that's fascinating they look like Sputnik what the world on earth is a Sputnik Sputnik was a Russian it. satellite it, looked, it was a little sphere with like spikes of course of course you both know this yeah of course this is common knowledge Sputnik is a thing they're little Sputniks um, what are they yeah who made them oh they're made by whoever's in the bunker that much is clear okay um, but given that, because the giant orb that unlocks mm, the secret ending it looks like a spaceship is in the facility, so and it's not like hidden; it's not secreted away in the facility, is it? Mm. So it appears to be part of a. It wider is one of the easier thing. secrets to find. Yeah, which is weird. The the giant orb that the final right, the final okay. one where there's the map that shows you that the bunker is in the field. I never found a single orb in my playthrough. That's mad. really I that's played madness. the whole game. I don't think I did. Like I played the whole thing in one sitting. I don't think I found one. There's one. Oh. There's one that is so obvious yeah. and seems to be on the way. Like there's one where you jump down. Maybe I did that. into an area. I don't and remember. You can it. Look left or right, and left looks more open. So my immediate reaction was to go in there, and I found my first orb. Right. That's really, but some are really difficult to find. Like yeah, some, some I would not have genuinely found in this. There's one in a farmhouse that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's a plank of wood that you're meant to notice is like Absolutely. an inch off the edge, like all the others, and you pull it, and then yeah. it leads into a farmhouse full of pigs that you have to like wade through. And there's one in the 19 puzzle where you've got to get 19 of those drone things, and oh, you have to ridiculous. you have to physically like separate the the two into two different herds. One comes with you down the elevator, and you do a little puzzle, and you go up the top, and you. Use them to chuck you up a rope but then you've like thankfully because you separated yeah, them they're you've got to make it's your mental it's really convoluted and you'd never know how to do it you'd never you'd never do it if you like like I out. knew there was going to be an orb behind it but I never mm. worked it out like because uh, that truck that there's no reason for that trailer to be there no. really otherwise so yeah. I was like this has to be something yeah but yeah I had no idea how to yeah. deal with it um, alright yeah, my final question then is what is the role of nature in the game why do the birds and the fish flock around the boy like he's a magnet. Mm. Um, control. I don't know. That one's hard. 
It is. It's a more thematic. I never one. actually noticed the fish flocking around. Oh, no, of course I did, because that's the bit where he falls down. Yeah, right and the there, fish yeah. are all like, hello. I was kind of mm. like, they're going to eat him. Um, <laughs> Piranhas! Yeah. Also, I thought those chicks were mice, they as we've talked about before. Just hungry. Like, if, if nothing else is there, they're just like, driven by their own hunt. hunger. So initially, I'm I, really reaching there. No, like, initially, he I... He smells nice. He smells... <laughs> he looks he like a nice hygiene. man. <laughs> I thought that it was something to do with innocence, like this, because especially when you're when you're playing at the beginning, this world seems entirely bleak and evil, and the only source of colour at the beginning is the boy's jumper, that's this pale red and the bright yellow of the chicks, which stands in such stark contrast to this monochrome, bleak world that you're going through. So I was like, oh, it makes sense that like the birds is a sense of affiliation and nature. This like holds the boy up as a bastion of goodness. And then he goes and kills one of the chicks. It doesn't mean to though. Brutality. He just uses them horribly. Uses um, them. It fits with your uh, youth theory. Youth theory like yeah. the only bright things in the world are children yeah. or babies. Aww. Pretty much. Um, Do you yeah. think um, the developer has you kill all those birds because it's a finished developer and they hate angry birds? <laughs> 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 I mean, you, we've cracked it. You could describe shooting those birds out as like catapulting yeah. them, and you're hitting a big box, which you do in Angry Birds a lot as well. Not yeah, you literally fire them. Yeah, you fire birds out. That's what. That's what they for. That's absolutely it. I think we've, we've cracked found, it. We've cracked the entire game. What a way to finish. We did it. It started one morning. Dino came in. It's like, how can we have a dig at um, Angry birds. birds? That should be right. That should be Play Dead's tagline. You know, like Google, don't be evil. Like, what a way to finish. Because it's, it's a double meter. <laughs> that would be great. They've always got good endings. And they did that. Yeah. What clever people. Hmm. So, that was the Inside Spoiler Cast. You're not allowed to complain about it because it's free and you still get a normal one. So, piss off. <laughs> all right, I'm leaving now. We've been Daniel Cooper, Alicia Judge and Joe Scribbles and we've all got arts degrees we never use. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.